On this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood, the paranormal podcast from Alison and Dominic Zenden. On this episode, our knowledge hasn't changed since Victorian times on what ghosts are, but our knowledge has increased and we are much more aware now of what the universe entails and how vast it must be and also the different levels of thought and consciousness. So on this episode, we're going to bring up to date some of our thinking on what we really do experience in the world of the paranormal. The Paranormal Podcast New knowledge. We go with old knowledge all the time. People tell us and things stick with us. There's no real new teachings about things like ghosts and entities, even though into the consciousness has come different creatures, maybe even monsters, if you want to describe it like that. And I want to know whether we create them through thought or whether they're there and we're only just starting to realize that they're there. With me today is Alison Zenden, and we're going to talk a little bit about this and some of the some of the creatures, some of the entities that we're starting to discover. But why now? So any thoughts on thoughts, Alison? I definitely think that thought and and sending thoughts out to the universe does create things happening yes i do so we could actually imagine something and it could become real definitely yes yep so it's quite interesting isn't it because we start to think of things like the mothman the some of the other slender mans and you've got the the shadow ghosts and stuff like that and all these things have all come into the consciousness in the last what 20 years Yes, I think probably since we've had social media, yeah. Okay, so social media spreads this sort of thing really quick, doesn't it? And it becomes a human thing that we all know about. And then people start seeing them. Now, the first example of this was the Roswell crash in 1947. Yes. Because nobody really acknowledged aliens at all. There was no such thing as flying saucers until 1953. So so really, when we think about it, when we put it into the consciousness, people start to believe. Yes, they do. And then when they start to believe, they start to work with what they believe they're seeing and things shift, don't they? Definitely. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we've got lots of examples throughout history. Doomsday book with the little crop devil. Um, the, the people in the 15th century didn't know about aliens, but they believed in devils. So they would see devils. We believe in aliens more now, so we see aliens. But we also create some of the things that we actually start to believe in. So our knowledge becomes different. Now, let's take that a step further. Let's talk about ghosts. 
Ghosts haven't changed in centuries, have they? No, not at all. They've been the same all the way through. And people say, right, there's this sort of ghost, this sort of ghost, this sort of ghost. Well, to me, I think some of the things that have been explained away as ghosts aren't ghosts. They could well be trans-dimensional aliens, creatures, whatever you want to call them. Now, let's just think about it in a very logical way. I, I believe that the stone tape theory about running replays and replays on the atmosphere is an actual something we witness. So things like um, legions of Roman soldiers all running through the English countryside that people see from time to time are literally created by the imprint of that event happening and then the weather conditions or the atmosphere being in the right place so it replays that and what we're watching is a movie captured in the atmosphere yes i believe that too okay so so that's one form of ghost okay that's a replay ghost but now let's take poltergeists noisy ghosts in german these ghosts that throw things around and make a lot of noise and why would we want to think of them as ghosts? Exactly. Yes. Why would we want to think of them as ghosts? Because, again, they could be little entities that appear in our dimension. They're coming into our dimension just because we can't actually see them physically or actually sort of feel them. We just sort of maybe hear them or we actually sort of see something in our in our sort of peripheral vision. Um, That's right. So because we don't know what they are, we call them ghosts. Yes. But poltergeists could well be invisible entities from a different dimension that get trapped in our homes or come in just to actually make themselves known. Totally. But nobody's ever thought of it that way. No. People just don't think that it could be something different to what they've grown up believing. And I think that there are many different dimensional shifts. I think that the the Earth is probably linked in with what people might call stargates or dimensional wormholes or areas where people can, can move throughout the universe and can literally be at any planet at any time. Now, it could be that all the planets are interlinked. Every planet is. And then there are different little areas on each planet that have dimensional vortexes where we can travel to instantaneously. Yes, yeah. Well, if we're starting to come to that realization and we're starting to understand why places like the Bermuda Triangle exist and why our ancient ancestors put up Stonehenge and all the other places who have worshipped like the pyramids. Well, these could all be multi-dimensional time shifts where entities can travel through and they can visit different worlds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it could be purely by thought. So the thought could be the consciousness that takes you through. It could be that these beings are just pure energy, pure plasma, and they can travel at the speed of light, and they can travel through these wormholes or these stargates and go to different places. Or they have actually got transportation that's adapted to the way that the universe works. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So so we might now be experiencing things that come and do things on our planet that make us aware of that, but we've never been aware because we're thinking of things in a different way. So mm -hmm. because our thought has now changed, 
we are now starting to see that we could actually get experiences with aliens that come and visit here, not by a starship, but purely through thought. Yeah. Fascinating, fascinating subject. Something that I want to look into in even more depth. Yeah, yeah. I think that the, the part of us as humans is that our knowledge expands. We start to get much more interested in things like this. I think crop circles has brought a certain amount of understanding to us that things are happening outside of our knowledge through different dimensional shifting. And somebody's theory, I forget who he, who said this, but he said that a crop circle is like a time stamp, a date stamp on, on the world. So time travelers know where they are. Well, what better reason if you're traveling through interdimensional space so you know where you land or where you come into a planet to have a little stamp that says, right, I'm on this world at this part in their history and this is what I'm going to experience. So they can interpret that information. So could crop circles be the signs that interdimensional travelers are with us? Now, if they are and we can communicate through thought, why should we try any other way? Our thoughts should be enough to be able to connect the whole of the universe. And through these people, through these travelers, through these um, entities, we should be able to communicate. Now, we have to know that they're there. We have to accept they're there. We have to have the new knowledge of this happening. So understand that our world's a multi-dimensional world. And if we actually do that, then we can start to believe in the ultimate realities that we're creating. Okay. Now, in spiritualism, we teach people that thought is everything, don't we? Yes, we do. Yeah. So if thought is everything and you can actually manifest what you're thinking, why would we not manifest creatures that could be of all sorts of different denominations? Well, totally. I, I totally believe that. Yeah. yeah. So you look at the comic books going back in the 50s. These comic books were designed to actually bring different beings with superpowers into our consciousness. Somebody had to bring that through. Yeah. And it had to start from somewhere, didn't it? It did. So mm -hmm. somebody had a conscious thought to, to draw and to make this creature into a into a into a reality. Yeah. And once it's in reality, once it's in the mass consciousness of the human mind, then surely do we have the ability to bring this creature into reality? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's the, that's the link that goes around within this. So so before we, we weren't aware, we would think apparently back in 15th, 14th century, that any creatures that we saw that were a little bit out of the ordinary, they'd be devils. Yeah. Yeah, but we we now we, we we are we have more education now, don't we? Well, I think well. we're getting to know more about the universe and the links of the universe and what's going on, and that we've accepted that we're not just an isolated planet with life on. We've accepted that there are absolutely billions of planets with life on, and that we're only part of a a larger community, and that community will be full of wonders and full of creatures and full of energies of, from all different areas. I mean, there's one prime example that I wanted to sort of quote, and we have talked about him before on the podcast, here on Twisted and Misunderstood. We've talked about Dr. Jonathan Reed. Do you remember Dr. Jonathan Reed? 
and the oh yes yes and the, the, the alien in the freezer <laughs> yeah yeah and and, yeah. and his story if you haven't heard it you can go back and you can listen to the episode but it's basically he came across this this entity whilst on a walk and he went went out with his dog his dog actually attacked the entity and he couldn't get away and he ended up putting the entity in the freezer <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's quite a long story. But basically what he's saying is he met a trans-dimensional being that was flipping from reality to reality through dimension through dimension. And he just happened that his dog didn't know that this creature was the way it was. And he, he literally, the dog attacked it. And because the dog attacked it, he couldn't get away. Yeah. Yes, I think is as well that obviously it happened so quickly. I think they came across each other. I think the dog was going up a hill or something, and um, as he got to the top of the hill, the, the dog came across this obviously this creature, this alien, and um, yeah, the the alien obviously um, was just I think sort of transcending and uh, didn't have real time to go back to where it came from no, it didn't get away did it no <laughs> it didn't, no and it got a fate and, and the story if you if you look it up look up Dr Jonathan Ross um read Dr Jonathan Reed and it's a great story but it's also something that in years gone by if he'd have been in the same position he'd have thought it was a devil not a creature or an alien and that's the difference between how we perceive things right now and how we've actually believed before. So our knowledge of what we are and what we're facing actually brings things much more into the consciousness of people. And that's great because what we have now is a lot of a different way of thinking about the things that we're experiencing. But I really come to believe strongly that our consciousness calls these creatures in. Yeah, and I I always think as well that these these creatures, I mean, we call them creatures, entities. Mm. Um, they might not be as scary as we think. Maybe because they look, or we we think they're, you know, or they don't look like us, or they've got funny eyes, or funny hands or limbs, that they are something to be feared. And and maybe they're not. Maybe they just look different to us, and we fear what we don't know. I think we're more fearful than they are. I think we're more brutally. Um aggressive than what any alien is going to likely to be they fear us <laughs> yeah they probably do mm. but they're not likely you know some are going to be our friends some aren't some yeah. are going to want <clears throat> what's best some aren't you know, I mean there's going to be a diversity of cultures but the thing that they have in common is they're way ahead of us technology wise yes. way ahead yeah and this whole thing about there being different entities and some that we can see some that we can't see think of the spectrum you know i mean our hearing only comes up to maybe a quarter of a dog's hearing you know our, our visual range is, is very limited so it's going to be that there could well be things like shapeshifters that can change their form and their shape there's going to be creatures that we or aliens that we don't see invisibility and we're going to experience them in different places and there's also going to be creatures out there that want to come and teach us and come and help us learn. And I think that there's a lot of things that we can actually discover once we accept them. OK, now, in part two, what we're going to talk about is some of these things that have come into the consciousness, things like Mothman, Slenderman, the Rake, you know, and something about a Native American 
thing that has come into the consciousness that they would never talk about, all in part two. This is Dominic Zenden for the Twisted and Misunderstood Paranormal Podcast here on Anchor. If you want to get in touch with the show, please come on to my website, which is mindsight.org, or contact me on my email address, which is auraprofiling at gmail.com. If you've got a comment or a subject you'd like to hear about, please come and talk to us here. Alison and myself have over 35 years knowledge of the paranormal between us and there's not much we have yet to encounter although we're really open to new things so if you want to talk to us about that please do if you're listening in a country and you want to tell us where you're listening from please come on to the podcast and, and talk to us about how you're finding the way that we talk about the paranormal always happy to hear from you However, if you have an issue, a problem, something you want our personal attention to, just go on to my website, mindsight.org, and send me a message. The message forms are on each page. All you have to do is put your email address in, sit, fill out your question on the form, and just post it to me. I will try and answer you the same day as you send it. In the meantime, thank you for listening. The listening figures have grown amazingly across the world. We're now talking to 37 different countries worldwide with a really high listening population to our, our Twisted and Misunderstood programs. If you are really keen to follow us, then keep going with the, with the podcast on Anchor. But if you want to have a, your own T-shirt, with twist and misunderstood on or your own baseball cap or even a badge let us know everyone that contacts us we will try to send you a little something if you leave us your details thanks for now and enjoy part two So what are some of these strange creatures that we now come into the consciousness? What, what are they and, and where do they come from? So let's start with Mothman. Alison, what is Mothman? Mothman 
is a myth, a mythological creature that has often appeared or be, been seen before a catastrophe. Um, it was first documented to have been seen in the 1960s in the United States in a place called Point Pleasant, West Virginia. There were five men digging a grave in a cemetery when they saw this shadowy figure flying above their heads from, from a tree. And, you know, they were they were these sort of strong, you know, sort of digging this grave, weren't sort of scared about anything and didn't, you know, even sort of almost didn't worry about ghosts and things. But as soon as they saw this figure, this sort of creature with a 10 foot wingspan with these glowing eyes, it made them cower. It made them actually put their hands and their arms over their heads. They thought it was going to attack them. Is that incredible? Because, you I mean, if you describe me this creature with wings that was flying above their heads, my first thought would be that must be an angel. Oh, yeah, that could be. Yeah. Yes. So so why was it labelled Mothman? Well, because it resembled like a big moth because so, it had like big wings. So the wings weren't feathers. They were more like the wings of a moth or a butterfly. Yes. So more sort of so it was a different looking sort of entity that flew the yes. flew and it appears at the scenes of catastrophes and disasters yeah. Yeah. That, that seems rather strange well i mean a year later there's a place called the silver bridge over ohio it collapsed due to heavy traffic and yeah it was reported that mothman was seen just before this happened almost like watching okay so what that makes me think is that time doesn't exist okay yes yeah and that this creature has a way of knowing when something's going to happen yes so yeah everything is preordained isn't it definitely yeah. if this creature can turn up at a scene of a disaster or a, a bridge collapsing that means this creature has prior knowledge to that event. Definitely. I, I think a lot of them thought that the creature had actually caused this to happen. Is that possible? Yeah, I think it is possible. I think it is possible. But I also think as well that during that time, um, because after the grave incident with, with the grave diggers, people were aware that this Mothman existed and they had Mothman on the brain. A lot of them did. So it was in the human consciousness that yes. it was there. And it, could it be that this human consciousness manifested this Mothman creature on that bridge at that time? It could be because people do have this sort of mass hysteria going on sometimes, especially where tragedies are concerned, don't they? Yeah, so so we have some a role to play in this. How we perceive what we see could be something totally different to what we're actually seeing. Totally, I think as well. I mean, it could be, who knows, a heron or something with a big wingspan going across and, and things start to get embroiled, don't they? And you mean like a Chinese whisper? Yes, yes, So it becomes a legend about what someone saw, someone else embroiders that, and then all of a sudden we've got this Mothman creature. Yes, exactly. So, so it could well be something that's just grown out of imagination, out of thought, and that uh, is not really a, a creature at all. 
No, but also as well, I mean, again, around about the same time, two young couples were chasing their car, or so they said, by Mothman. And they described this sort of flying creature zoomed across their car and made them swerve and go into a ditch. Okay, so again, it could be a big bird, couldn't it? It could be. Yeah, and what better excuse than Mothman did it to me? Rather than I was doing something else. I was driving. Yes, that's right. <laughs> 80 miles an hour, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's that sort of thing that people can use these things as a reason. And as soon as they start to perceive that they're seeing something, it then becomes in the consciousness, just like aliens did after Roswell, or just like um, maybe shadow ghosts have at this cut this time and if we bring it up to this sort of relevant time where people are seeing shadow ghosts everywhere or shadow people as they talk about them is it because that people are aware that these things exist or they actually exist or they've been created through mass popularity it's exactly isn't it it's yeah exactly and yeah, i mean i've always seen the shadow ghost right as a negative energy and a lot of people have said that when they actually experience a shadow ghost is that you feel very down, very depressed. It makes you feel like you want to be very emotional and cry. Now, I've experienced that. I've seen that on on some of the on two of the ghost um, tours that I used to do. And I've experienced a, a shadow ghost in environments. And it is a ball of moving dust, but dark dust. And, and that feels slightly repressive when you when you come across it. But I've also seen a shadow as a ghost. Now, shadows by their very nature are where they block the sun out or block the light out. Now, if that is a living entity that is just pure dark, that goes in with the imagination, doesn't it, that people believe that um, darkness is, is difficult, is evil, is bad. Yeah, it's black, isn't it? Yeah, it's black. Yeah. So so a shadow ghost is something that would be the hypocrisy of evil or of difficulty or, or emotional pressures. Yes, and, yes. And I, and I think that, again, is something that's come from the consciousness. So if we take Mothman and we take Mothman into a next part of this, Yes, I think, well, we'll go, we'll go on to, I think, um, Slender Man, because I think Slender Man, again, is a really tall kind of sort of demon. Some people say it has no face, it stalks humans, it has this sort of, these sort of skeleton limbs, and it looks absolutely horrific. It's often seen underground in caves, um, if you have like a disused base somewhere, it can just suddenly pop out at you. And people have said, I was just walking through or I was just doing a ghost tour and this tall, slender man, almost really thin, spindly, um, it, it just suddenly appeared. It usually appears like in a corridor or away from you. It's never really close to you. It's always from a, from a fair distance. So you can't really see too much, but they always talk about it as faceless. Right, so it's no features, no nose, no mouth, no eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense to me, okay, that something as slender and how how tall would you describe this slender man as that's been well, people, witnessed? Yeah, people say from about seven foot upwards. So why would they be underground? Because underground the, the 
it's it's full of very narrow and very sort of closed in areas isn't it but it's it's very bendy as well so it can actually sort of bend a bit like those bendy figures that you can get well, a bit like stretch armstrong yeah and that's yeah again that could come from that couldn't it it could so it could be an imaginationary thing or it could be an actual entity that has been created by consciousness because we see them as being stretchy or we see them as being in that way of being. It's a, mm. For me, it's quite incredible how we perceive things in yes. that way. And I'm not sure that I can quite believe in Slender Man. Can't you? No, no I, I tend to, I don't know. I need to see one or experience one. Yeah. But, but every time I've seen any footage of it, it's always been by somebody who's looking for it. Now, if I was that sort of entity, I would stay away from anyone with a camera. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But uh, again, you know, that obviously films and videos now have been made yeah. from these myths. Yeah, so, so people make money out of it, don't they? They, they, they do. actually get footage. And with the clever productions that we have nowadays, some of these creatures that have been in the now consciousness become on television, people become aware of it. And it, it becomes that sort of landslide thing that people can sort of start to form and look for. So what, what about the rake, Alison? What do you know about the rake? Um, again, the rake is rather a horrid-looking creature, which is hairless and, and sort of a humanoid type thing. And But this crouches and crawls most of the time. It's it's called rake because it has claw-like hands. It's really weird because we saw some footage of a rake, didn't we, filmed oh, in yeah. an old hospital, and it made my skin crawl. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. it was very dark, wasn't it? And it was out of proportion. You know how a spider crawls? Oh, yes. It, yes. Was, it was like it was on very short legs and it had very long back legs, but it was crawling around almost like a, a spider would run. Yes. And, and she's, you know, what, what, how would you describe what a spider does? Do they, yeah. they sort of um, scatter, don't they? They sort of run. Quickly. Yeah, very, yeah. very fast. And it was like that, wasn't it? I thought, yeah. gosh, this is really... And I don't think anyone could fake that. I don't think so, because it sort of lifts it sort of back up. And I don't think anyone could, because obviously, you know, when we crawl, we, we crawl, don't we, on our, our knees and our hands, really. And this was more like on feet and hands at the same time on the floor. Yeah, but see, crawling for us is an unnatural movement. Yeah. It's not how we move efficiently, is it? No, not but, well, no. No, but for a rake... It may be a very efficient way of getting around really quickly. Definitely. It goes very, very quickly. Every time you see one, it goes quickly. But it was, it was first reported back in 1691. Um, 1691? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and somebody had written about this creature on a, on a mariner's log. And they were saying that, that the words were said, like, we must get out of here. There's this, this creature, this horrible creature, again, said with these red eyes. So these red eyes keep repeating. Yeah, it may well be that these um, interdimensional creatures, which maybe the rake is, maybe some you know, Mothman may well be, okay, may have adversity to our atmosphere. Yes, oh, it could be, Abs absolutely here. Um, I mean, they all seem they all seem to sort of um, have the same sort of eyes. I think that's the thing. The eyes are very, very piercing. 
not nice eyes, really sort of scary, frightening eyes as well here. <laughs> Nothing that you could actually say was, oh, that's a cute creature, if you can call creatures cute or anything like that. Um, but they all seem to have their own way of being, their own way of walking, bending, um, just and all usually from a distance, apart from the rake, seems to be the one that is the bravest that would come nearer to you. When I mentioned Slenderman, it was from a distance, but the rake seems to suddenly, like you say, like a spider, come really, really quickly, and then it'll stop just right in front of you. What sort of size are these rakes? You know, yeah, are they what, you know, size of a small child, you know? Yeah, I think they're, Again, from what I'm picking up, they're under under four foot. They're under four foot. They can be anything from about two foot to four foot, but they tend to be on the smaller side because they, they do. They, they go on all fours, and they are very, very thin as well. And you can actually almost, like, see through their bodies. It's almost, like, transparent yeah. as well. See, now, this sounds like the alien that Dr. Jonathan Reed came across Yes, it does. Yes. Doesn't it? Yes. So so these rakes could well be interdimensional time travellers that come and visit our world to, to actually experience our world. And they're so different from us that they stay away from us. And we normally come across them in really remote places. Yeah, so they don't really want to be seen, but sometimes they are captured or captured on camera because they don't have time to go back to where they've come from. See, now that's fascinating to me. And I think there's something in the rake. Now there's one more creature that I want to talk about before we end today. And that is a, a, a creature that is really deemed as being very bad luck to talk about. So I'm only going to mention its name once. So we don't bring their attention to us. And I'm, I'm quite superstitious when it comes to things like this. And if the Native Americans won't mention it, then I think that's a really good guide to think, well, you should stay away from it. But the creature is known as the skinwalker. Now, these have been seen in America. The Native American Indians won't even discuss it because they think that if you start talking about it, it becomes aware of you and then you become very prone to bad luck. So, okay, that's interesting. So that is something that maybe you need to be aware of when you're thinking about your, your myths, your legends, your monsters, that certain things do not need to be in the consciousness because as soon as they become in the consciousness, they bring bad energy. Yeah, and that's something that you, you don't want, definitely, because as we talked about, the more people think about things, it's out there. And, yeah, we can bring them and we can then see them and, oh, things happen and then it's disaster, isn't it? Well, so, I mean, there is a correlation, isn't there? Because with Mothman, Cena, where there's tragedies, where bridges collapse and stuff like that, it could well be that part of their, their, their remit of coming here is to experience the negative side of things and they might feed off negative energy. Could, could definitely do that. But also I've heard as well that these creatures, not to be named, <laughs> um, are often seen where UFOs are and, and lights and orbs in the sky too. Yeah. Well, it could well be all part of the same conjecture and it could all be part of the same areas of where thought comes into the consciousness that we can attract or we can protect ourselves. 
Yeah, I agree on that. Okay, yeah. so so this week, if you're out there looking for monsters or legends or you're wanting to examine safe hunting, remember your thoughts are everything. What you think, you can create, and I'm sure that the universe manifests our thoughts into real things. So if that's the case, be very careful how you proceed. Until next time, it's goodbye from Dominic J. Zenden. And goodbye from Alison. Thank you. This has been Dominic and Alison Zenden for The Twisted and Misunderstood, the paranormal podcast here on Anchor. All music, all jingles by kind permission of Mel West MacWalters. If you want to get in touch with Mel and see what wonderful work she does, it, she's on her own SoundCloud page, which will be Mel West MacWalters on SoundCloud. You can also get in touch with the show. You can email me on auraprofiling at gmail.com or come and join my Facebook page, Dominic J. Zenden, or Twitter, Dominic J. Zenden, or Instagram, Dominic J. Zenden. Everything you need to know about the show and our experiences are on the webpage, which is mindsight.org. And until next time when we speak, look after each other and bye for now.